Just our real estate episode number 309. I would say more than half the deals I've done in the last six years have been thanks to the relationships I've built with my quote unquote competitors. All right, guys, thank you for joining me here on Just Start Real Estate. I'm happy to have you. My name is Mike Simmons. I am your host. And today, I'm excited to bring you the second half of the J. Scott interview, the replay of the interview I did last year. And man, this thing's awesome. Uh, I told you last week before I played the first half that this interview with J. Scott is my most downloaded and the most popular interview that I have done since the beginning of this podcast. And that is why I am so excited to bring it to you again. I have gained just a ton, a ton, a ton of listeners since It's a great one. I'm excited about it. It's just great stuff that he delivers in the interview, and uh, it's a great one, guys. So I'm bringing you the second half today. I hope that you love it as much as I did and as much as everyone else did the first time around, and I think you will. one-stop shop for small landlords. They offer tenant screening, and you know if you listen to the show for any length of time, I have screwed up royally when it comes to screening tenants. You must screen your tenants. You must do a good job of that, or you're going to be really sorry. It's going to cost you thousands of dollars, and Landlord Stationed offers tenant screening for you guys. That alone makes it worthwhile, but when you get there, you're going to be very happy to find out that they also offer online rent payment software and services. They offer e-signatures, document storage, and rental applications. They literally have everything you need. Go check them out. I highly suggest that you go there and sign up and give them a shot. If you go to the website on the right-hand side, click on the Landlord Station banner and you will get 50% off of site landlordstation.com tell them i sent you right in there uh just start into the box the promo code just start and you will get 50 percent off of tenant screening i hope you go check them out okay guys here we go round two of the j scott interview sit back and enjoy yeah and, and here, here's my trick with wholesalers um and i think um this is this is probably better for for those investors who have done at least one or two or three deals um but the best way to get deals from wholesalers, um, the the three wholesale deals I've gotten so far in Maryland um, have come from two wholesalers that before they sold these three deals to me had never done a deal. Oh, wow. um, they approached me. They were they had they had done a lot of and they basically said, if I come to you with a deal, um, would you be interested? And we talked for a little while and both of them, I saw some potential and, and I said, I'll do one better. I'm going to help you find those deals. And all I ask is in the future, when you find more deals, nice. I'm not willing to pay your price, take them to somebody else, but bring them to me at, at whatever your price is and give me first dip. Deals. I like it. It's like you have a farm team of wholesalers. I like that. Exactly. <laughs> and and you don't have to be a, a seasoned investor to know enough to help train a, a wholesaler. Um, and it's it's been tremendously valuable. Like I said, just the, the these two wholesalers so far have brought me three deals this year. Uh, out and and hopefully I can find a few more people that are just like that that are interested in learning and, and willing to work hard and for me that's that's a perfect trade-off I'm, I'm always happy to uh, to help somebody in, in return exactly I love that that's very cool and I've never heard anybody give that advice to, to sort of you're basically training them in what you want but it, it, like you said at the end of the day that benefits you because they're finding houses and qualifying for in your business and hopefully like you said they're grateful and they appreciate the mentoring and then they're going to come to you like you said very you know first with these deals and it just i mean it's a win-win situation right I, I think as a wholesaler i don't think they care if they sell everything that they find to one person or to 10 people frankly it's easier to sell to one person so it's, it's it is a win-win situation 
free education and they have a built-in buyer. It's awesome. Yep. And and from my perspective, if they bring me just one deal and I make $25,000 off that deal, I'm essentially $25,000 or somebody. And that's I'm, not a so bad I'm coaching fee. Somebody $25,000. <laughs> yeah, I got you. That's awesome. No, that's awesome. That's very good. And they're making money too. Again, you know, mentoring these wholesalers is one example. Like I said, I know you're very active on Bigger Pockets, and you have your blog. And I would be, I would be willing to bet an awful lot of money that people approach you all the time asking for advice and help and mentoring. So, if you don't mind my asking, because you're you're probably one of the best guests I've had to answer this, what are some of the mistakes? Or you have to jump in and go, whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. You're, you're going to really screw this up. Let me let me talk you through this. Uh, certainly. Um, I am uh, I'm, I'm a big believer in, and in, in, I, I know the ready, fire, aim methodology. Okay. Um, it, there's, there's nothing wrong. Spend time learning this business before you jump in. Um, and it, if, if you if you don't spend, plan that you're going to follow, um, you're you're not going to do well. But once you feel like you've got a pretty good grasp on on how things work and what your goals are and what you want to do in this business, you really have to get. Too many people I see waiting till they find what they consider to be the perfect deal, and there really is no perfect deal out there. Or, or very, if you've never done a deal before, you're probably not going to recognize the perfect deal when it comes along anyway. Um, <laughs> I like that. That's good. You're right. One thing I've found with with flipping houses, especially in in the markets I've been in, and and you talked a little bit about, uh, you do deals in the you buy them in the sixty to eighty k range, you sell them in the one fifty to one sixty k range, and you expect to make twenty twenty five thousand in profit. Yep. Yeah. Roughly. Yep. So. Yep. So so that's telling me that you're doing what forty k in in rehab on a typical. Deal? Yeah, somewhere in there, thirty to forty. Thirty percent, um, or ten or twelve k, and let's say you're off in um, in your your ARV by and and I'd say thirty percent is actually pretty reasonable for somebody to be off in their first rehab. Oh yeah. Uh, let's say your real estate agent tells you how much this house is going to be worth when when you go to resell it, um, and and she's off by ten percent. So that's fifteen thousand on this uh, on this hundred fifty thousand dollar deal. So suddenly you're over ten thousand dollars over budget, which is pretty much uh, it, it's not. If you did your due diligence, you shouldn't be off by more than thirty percent. Right. And was was overestimating the resale value by ten percent. So you're fifteen k too high there. Um, you've suddenly gone from from making twenty or twenty five thousand to essentially breaking even on the deal. Yeah. So for most real estate investors in most markets, in and in California where where deals are six, seven, eight hundred thousand dollars, but in a lot of areas where you can do a sixty or eighty thousand dollar deal that resells for one hundred fifty, hundred sixty thousand dollars, you can be off by a good bit on your, your rehab, and you can still not lose too much money, if any. Yeah. Um, um, I was I was off on my rehab by about thirty thousand. I was off on my uh, my resale by about twenty thousand, and I had to hold the the, the house for three and a half years. Ooh. So I basically made every mistake you can make on this house, and I still made two thousand um, dollars. Nice. So what a lot of people I there. Fifty or hundred sixty thousand dollars. Um, it's still pretty hard to lose too much money. Yep. In this. Or something really bad happens. Um, 
But if, if you're careful, that, that's really the, the worst case scenario. And so what I would tell most people is don't wait until you feel like you know learn more on that first deal than you'll learn in um, so so jump in and and don't worry too much about losing money as long as as long as you you take some precautions you're not going to lose too much and 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 the value you'll get is 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 deal I was sitting around trying to think of how I knew I wanted to do a podcast. I knew I wanted to help people. I knew I wanted to educate. And I was trying to come up with a name. I was trying to think of something that really exemplified what I was about and what I wanted people to do. And that's exactly why I came up with the name Just Start Real Estate because I agree with you 100%. You don't dive in before you have any education at all. But there's a point of diminishing returns. There's a point where you're just reading and reading and you're not getting more out of it. And you have to just start. And and I've listened to a lot of different founders and, and different people who started businesses. And inevitably, the the one piece of advice they, they, they tell people or the one thing that they would tell people if they could start over again is just start. Just get out there and start and do it yep. because sites that you're reading about stuff. So that's what you need to do. I know my first deal, my first deal was actually very solid. I, I got what I would consider to be, you know, a paint and carpet re it was it was paint and carpet for the most part and there was almost doing all right it was a very solid deal at the time for us so a lot of money i don't know if i would be sitting here talking to you today about real estate but it actually went well it was proof of concept for my wife and 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 once we did that deal and and, and got that check it was like all right let's go where's the next one and and it was good it, it worked out for us so yeah i i Call it, and and you know websites like yours, for example, or my podcast, or Bigger Pockets, or whatever you're listening to, whatever source you're learning from. There's something else you should be learning, so you have to be careful not to fall into that trap and jump out there and get going. So I love that. Now, you're a busy guy. I know you're doing. You're basically starting over, like you said, in Maryland, which I think is is interesting and very cool that, that you're going through that. Things, technology that's available. Do you have any resources, anything that you use that you rely on or really you know helps you get, get things done a little more efficiently? Is there anything you can share? Um, software, could be hardware, could be a physical product, whatever. Um. I am a huge fan of of automation. Um, my again, my wife and I originally didn't want to be working eighty hours a week. Um, so a lot of people, um, I think people believe that because I'm pretty visible, all um, niche investor world, um, that I'm doing tons of deals. And compared to a lot of investors, I actually somewhere in the the 15 to 20 a year range i know there are a lot of guys out there that uh that are are doing 50 100 200 deals a year um and we don't do that and and point before our kids start school uh in another year or two we're pretty focused on on work-life balance and yeah. what we found is focus on, on, on the life part of work-life balance is one, not trying to do too much. So um, there's a part of me that would love to do 50 or 100 deals a year, um, but I don't think I could do that without spending 40, 60, 80 hours a week. Right. Um, and then the second piece is really taking those, those few deals that we do um, and trying to, to automate them as much as possible. Um, I, I really, we, we try hard to, 
to, to put our business on autopilot as much as possible. So we create systems, we create processes, um, we create things that are very replicatable um, in order that, that we can do as little work as possible but still reap the most rewards, if that makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. And I'll, a question for, I have for you then it brings up, do you have VAs or assistants or employees? How do you, how do you, you know, avoid having to do everything yourself? Yeah. So um, we, we use a couple different methods in our business. In terms of employees, um, we've, we do flips in a few different states. Uh, we do Atlanta, uh, Georgia. We do Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and we're now doing uh, in, in the Maryland area. In Atlanta and Milwaukee, we have full-time project managers. Um, deal with the contractors. They're the ones that, that deal with things get done on schedule and, and on budget. Um, so they're really our, our boots on the ground day to day. And uh, it's actually, it's it's part of the, the struggles I have here. I don't yet have a full-time project manager. Still doesn't let me change light bulbs in the house. <laughs> so while I might be decent at, at managing contractors, um, I don't understand as I don't understand the construction side of things as well as a lot of people. Um, so, um, so generally they just want me out of the house. <laughs> so, so we're still working on this piece in the Maryland market. Um, we're very focused on segmentation, our business. Um, and by segmentation, I mean, um, we have different people that are specifically focused on different tasks. We try not to, uh, to, to have people, overlapping too much because that's where confusion comes in. Yeah. Um, historically, I've been responsible finds the deals in the MLS, works with the wholesalers, um, deals with the direct mail campaigns, whatever that may be. Like I said, we, we typically have a full-time project manager who's responsible for the day-to-day. -day. Basically, I, I talk about he's responsible for, for, for rehabbed he's responsible okay and then historically my wife has been focused on the back end the selling and the marketing um and so we, we've always had a, a really good um separation of, of tasks between the three of us wife on the back end um and that's helped because that way we never argue about these things if 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 it comes yeah. to comes down to to something dealing with with marketing my wife is the final decision maker hands down um, that's her responsibility um, when it comes to the day-to-day -day responsibilities um, in the except for the very rare times that I might overrule them my project manager ha has final say on everything uh, he has full authority um, and likewise with me on, on the purchase side so so we're really big on segmentation okay that's awesome yeah I, I, that makes sense and I, I, I'm glad you explained it that way because that's that's interesting and I think for people who are trying to do this and and maybe juggle a, a day job, Yep. The, the second piece is, is what I call replication. Um, so we're do the same things over and over and over and, and not having to reinvent the wheel every time. Um, for example, on the acquisition side, um, we have a boilerplate offer that we use for pretty much every property. The only thing we change is the address, the date, and the purchase price. Uh, everything else in the offer is pretty much the same. We use the same stipulations. We use the same um, uh, the same closing attorney. We don't even have to change the signatures on, on the document because we do everything electronically. Um, so we can churn out offers in about three minutes nice. um, because we don't we don't try and handcraft every offer and change around every offer. Right. Um, we do the same type of renovation on every project. We use the same finished materials. We use the same paint colors. Um, we try and use the same contractors um, so they get to know each other. And, and when our contractors work together, they become more efficient. Um, we try not to negotiate on prices. Um, our contractors tend to be very loyal, and they know that as long as they're giving us good prices, we're not going to negotiate with them because when you get
a lot of work. They're going to stay on us because they realize that it's it's a win-win for everybody. Let me ask you a quick question. and I don't want to stop your momentum because I know where you're going with this, but your contractors, you don't negotiate a lot. Do you have standardized pricing? Do you have an agreement? The house, painting a house is $1.25 a square foot, so forth, so on. Or is it just a general, you kind of know what it should be, and as long as they're kind of where you think it should be, you're good? Okay. We know what things cost and, and, and we know what a reasonable markup is. But for the most part, for example, paint, um, we, have a, we have a pretty good idea of what a house would cost to paint. If, um, if one of our contractors comes in and says it's going to cost $3,000 to paint this house and we're thinking it's closer to 2000 I might say to him, hey, we both know that this is typically a $2,000 job. What's the difference? the question right right um, done enough jobs that he knows that certain job um and if if not not um Having a, a smooth transaction um, that's hassle-free is is worth it to spend a few extra dollars here and there. Yeah. So it's going to be this much. Um, I, if I negotiated with him, I might save fifty or hundred bucks on that project. But what I've done is I've set him up to think on the next project he's going to negotiate with me. So I'm going to start my pricing a little higher in anticipation of that. Yeah. Um, and so basically by negotiating. So true. So, so I'd rather just trust my contractors. Certainly, I've had one or two contractors that over time their prices start to go up, um, and we either have to have a discussion or I have to let them go. Um, they're happy to do the right thing, knowing that I'm going to do the right thing as well. Replication. Segmentation, replication. Another example of replication. That, that brings furniture from one house to the other. They know where to set it up for the most part because we always make our living rooms look the same. We always make our dining rooms look the same. We always make our bedrooms look the same. Yeah. So my <laughs> wife is there to kind of doing everything the same saves a lot of time. Yeah. One for us is documentation. Um, there are a lot of things in our business that we do over and over and over again. And for example, um, I might do the the acquisition in multiple cities, but I'm going to have different project managers in in each city. Um, and if I have to go back and and train every project manager from, scratch, um, it's going to take a long time. So what I did was I had my project manager from Atlanta put together a set of checklists that he uses in his daily job. Um, I was able to hand them this set of checklists that basically talked about all the things he does in his job, how he manages the contractors, how he manages the schedule, how he manages the budget. And I now know that my project manager in Milwaukee is doing the same thing as my project manager in Atlanta. Um, and that makes my job easier because I can manage them the same. Absolutely. That's, uh, that's brilliant. Yep. Um, by the same token, Um, renovations. I have checklists from needs to do something while I'm gone or if I need to do something while I'm the other role because there's enough documentation around uh, everything that we do that it, it's really it's just checklists. Right. Um, so documentation has been huge for us. Um, an, another big one um we're really big on delegation. Um, to, to trust other people that we work with. Um, it, it's burned us a few times in the past. Certainly not everybody's trustworthy. Right. Um, but 
we need to micromanage people. Um, we give people the opportunity to screw up, I guess, I guess you could say. Yeah. <laughs> um, and in many cases they surprise you and they don't. Um, and it's a lot easier to, to give people leeway and then rein them in if you have to, than to go the other way. If people feel micromanaged, it's, it's going to be hard to ever then give them, them the opportunity to go out on their own because they expect to be micromanaged. Yeah. They never um, think for themselves. They never, they, they never learn to think for themselves. Exactly. Exactly. And, and we're very big on it. It's okay to make a mistake because making a mistake means. Yeah. And the sooner you get a mistake out of the way, the sooner you can feel like, okay, we've learned from it and we can move on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> name for it. All right. <laughs> um, uh, pretty strict about things that we do in our business. Uh, there, there are certain rules we have. So, um, for example, when we sell a house, that we require from our buyers, um, a lot of our buyers want six weeks to close and they want three weeks of inspections and they want this and they want that. Um, and it's really, and so we basically say to our buyers, look, for inspections and you have 21 days for your financing contingency and we, we, we help them mitigate if there are any problems for example if they say um, we can't close my, my our, our mortgage broker can't close to what are we going to do about this our response is use our mortgage broker because yeah. our mortgage broker can yeah. <laughs> Nice. Use our mortgage broker because we know the deal is going to close, and um, we require, we require buy so that way um, um, we know the deal is going to get closed correctly. We know that our closing attorney is going to keep in close contact with us if there's any issues. They're going to make us aware of it, so it just it makes our lives easier by enforcing this 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 policy and, and I'm not a big fan of policy uh, <laughs> because it, it's always very arbitrary. Yeah. Um, but in this case, it really helps our business run more smoothly. And I think there are a lot of buyers who, when they hear all of our conditions up front, get really annoyed. Um, but when the deal closes on time and they're, we kept as much control over the situation as we did probably kept them out of more aggravation than they even know you know what i mean like there's a lot of things that can go wrong you've really by annoying them you've you've helped them you know bypass exactly um policies in place that that you follow and your employees follow and and you ensure that everybody on your team and your buyers have to follow as well um obviously there are times when you're going to have to be flexible Came up with a, a shin. It's militari- militarization of, I like of the it. process. I like it. I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> I just I want it so bad for there to be a shin at the end of that. So uh, yeah, I was 100% listening, but at the end I had to come up with something. So militarization. <laughs> I'm, putting, I'm putting that in my next book. <laughs> I tell you what, I, I told you before we started here. I, I usually shoot. Because there's no way in the world I'm going to stop what we're doing here. Um, but we have to at this point, I guess. At some point, we have to call call a timeout here. But, man, I, just great stuff, Jay. I, I really, really appreciate this. And I want to make sure that people know how to find you. And I'm going to start off by saying they need to go to 123flip.com. That's your blog where you give just an insane, obscene amount of information out and very transparent of all the deals that you've done. I mean, it's just, just going through and reading the deals that you've done as a huge education because like you said doing a deal is the best education the second best education is and find you um i know that you also uh have a book right now on amazon that is doing really well the book two books books. i'm sorry the one i'm looking at is the book on flipping houses how to buy rehab and resell residential properties 
don't uh, want to the other book is uh, the book on estimating rehab costs. Awesome. And it's it's basically a book on putting together uh, scopes of work and and figuring out how to figure out how much your how much your uh, your rehab's going to cost you. Which is one of the key components to figuring out what you're going to offer on a house so that you don't lose money. So I highly suggest people go and take a look at that. Are both of those available through your website, or do you have to go straight to Amazon? Both of those are available on Amazon.com. Times people can definitely find you on Bigger Pockets. You have a big presence there. Is there anywhere else? Any other any other points that we should make here? Things that you're working on? Well, I, I will throw this out. Um, we have a big project in the works. Um, I don't know. Where this project at the end of May. Um, and so what I would say is if you're interested, uh, check in on my website every once in a while. Um, I think anybody that wants a really, really interesting and detailed case study um, is going to be really interested. <laughs> Good. All right, let's go there and follow it. I know I'll be following it. Uh, you're a great guy. You're very generous with your time and with the information about your business and, and helping people. So I just can't thank you enough, and I'm just thrilled that we finally... All right, thanks a lot, Jay. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. All right, bye-bye. View guys, that was an awesome interview. I hope that you agree with me. I don't see how you couldn't. I mean, he just is a, just a super smart investor and really, uh, you know, just a great teacher of the industry of, of real estate. And and I I learned stuff. I know you guys learn stuff. Listen, we, we all have things that we can learn and improve upon and do better. And uh, and Jay is just one of those guys. sort of simplified it, but not that it's simple, but he just sort of like sees through all the and and it's just so crystal clear how to do this business right when you listen to a guy like him talk about how he runs his business. So I hope you enjoyed that and uh, I was happy to bring, bring it back to you. Okay, until next time, if investing in real estate is your dream, there's